episode 44 of We Don't Bang. Well, let's or do we keep that in? So this keep is like, in. This like fourth, wall. Fourth, okay, yeah, <laughs> fourth, fourth wall. wall. Fourth wall. Okay. Episode 44. Yeah. Starts now. Yeah. Or oh, wait. This. Oh, no. We have to do an intro. Oh this is God. the intro. I know. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. Okay. Four, okay. So um, we have no guests this week. So this is like the good old days. Yeah. This, this is a good catch up session. We actually had a nice little therapy thing at the end. We did. We talked about some personal shit between you and I. We had, we got, yeah, it's, it's nice. We get real. I feel like we get we real. We get real. We talk about, um, Brody Stevens comic who uh, passed away unfortunately. We talk about your desire to want to have sex with drummers. Yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, you recently moved. I just moved into Filipino town. Yeah. We talk about my landlord's Hermie and Ping. <laughs> she brought me eggs. It's amazing. It's a catch-up episode and we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. It, um, it's good. We and it. we we love each other. Yeah, at the end we love each other. At the end we love each other. And we always love each other and we love you. This is like a rom-com ep. Let's do it. Number 44 starts now. All right. Hi. Hi, Hugs. No guests today. No guests this today. This is like the good old days. Just you and me shooting the shit with no plan whatsoever. No plan. I have no idea. Is this the good old days or <laughs> this is, is this? the good old days. I don't know. I mean, are people now nervous when they started it? Are they like, oh, fuck, they were doing so well. We had, They had so many things. Yeah. I was interested in new people. And now they're like. Two steps forward, four, four steps back. <laughs> That's how we do it. Just us, no plans. We're just trying to bang this out so we can go get some wings. Yeah, we have to We have to finish <laughs> this by 6 o'clock so we can get Morrison's Pub's happy hour. It is crucial to our Sunday. It is so in, like imperative. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for it. Uh, so let's just make the last two episodes have been like an hour and a half. We can just make this one. Real bam, quick. bam. Thank you, bam. <laughs> It's not, it's, not, it's not because we don't care about you guys. It's just because, man, if you had these wings. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> Morrison's Pub in Atwater Village. What a wonderful place. God, those wings. Okay. Uh, by the way, today's episode brought to you by Stamps.com. No, Are you isn't. sick? <sighs> I want to have sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I want, no, because all the Podcasts I listen to, they're I always know. like, they'll stop at the middle. Like, I know. Today's episode brought to you by Me Undies. I know. They're like, I, I don't know about you, but my undies, I'm sick of. But what about Me Undies? Have you worn Me Undies? I have not worn Me Undies. They're fantastic. If they're listening, I, we know the copyright guy, yeah. Nick. Nick Chiparella is a buddy of ours, and he copyrights. Yeah, we need him. We need money from doing this. So maybe we should get Me Undies to sponsor us. But when you only have like four listeners, no, we have more than that. Oh. <laughs> not many. But we have more. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it just feels good. Like, it feels to take good. A, like yeah. an ad break. Yeah. What are some of the other classic? Uh, uh, pr- prosper. Prosper. <laughs> what is prosper? I think it's like a debt solution. Oh, okay. Maybe I like listen to that. Audible.com. Audible.com. Yeah. You and I were just watching some Brody Stevens clips. Man. We didn't really talk about it because the last one we recorded over a week ago and after our last episode, a pretty... Was it afterwards? Yeah, because he passed away last Friday. Yeah. And I was going through Instagram and I saw Eric just posted a picture of Brody Stevens' face and I'm like, what is this? And it was kind of like an online eulogy killed himself it's fucking it's, awful it's it's so weird funny it's funny he was it's weird like the comedy community and like i don't know just kind of mourning somebody and like it feels it's almost like the whole idea of just like career in general where it's like i feel like a fraud or something because it's like i've seen him perform you know like i've I, seen him a I've, bunch yeah i've seen him perform a bunch like i've i think i've 
probably met him. I mean, he lived at the comedy store. I shook his hand. You know, yeah. I probably met him. Like, it's like. You wanted to fuck him. Yeah, like I found him to be like smoking hot. But you didn't realize that until after he passed? I didn't realize it until afterwards. Like, because he was just. This is the issue. You could. It was so, it's it's just, this is like, it's weird because it, so what I was saying, trying to say was like, mourning him, and it's like, I don't really know this person, right? But like, mm-hmm. so many, like this comedy community is, is rather small, and like everyone, like at the comedy store, it's like, if you're good friends with somebody, like, that means that like, in they're performing every night at the comedy store. It's kind of just like the the degrees of separation. Yeah, no, it's a tight knit you know community. The L.A. comedy community is very and so it's like I'm tight. I'm getting I'm seeing all of this stuff and like closer friends of mine are like posting about him. I'm listening to all the podcasts and it's like although he wasn't like a close friend of mine, like I've seen him perform a bunch. I thought thought he was funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. He and feels like, like a friend. He feels like a friend. That was kind of his act too. Like yeah. he was. Yes, we. I keep accidentally talking yeah. like him all this week, just because I've been listening to so many Brody Stevens stuff. His, um, uh, like his cadence and his, like um, the way he spoke was just so like contagious. It was funny. He was just. I, I heard someone on a podcast say he was funny as soon as he walked on stage. Yeah. Some people are just funny. Yeah. They don't have to say a word. As soon as they're on stage, they're already funny. He just like he was one of those controlled the stage. He like took control of everything and like there's something to that like there's something to like just like showing your confidence like like I don't know I feel like we're all insecure people Mm -hmm. like as confident or not as we are yeah like we all have these insecurities and like we all kind of want to like I don't know it's like if everyone knew so I heard this on, on a podcast about him but like it's like he's kind of doing what we all want to do. Like we all want to be like, here are my credits. Like so before you hear me speak, this is what I've done. Yeah. So now you know I have some credentials. <laughs> so now you know you that, can yeah. laugh at me. Yeah, know? no, that was part of his acting. It was hysterical. The last time I saw him, I was with my room, uh, my old roommate at the time, Greg. And um, he, was, he would go on pretty late at the comedy store usually. And uh, he literally did 80% of the set off the microphone. He slant. I need energy. Like, he was just, like, yelling at the audience. Yeah. He had such, like, a bombastic voice that was he almost, was, like, killing without a microphone. He had the energy of, like, a life coach. Like, yeah. he was just, like, and he, he really, I mean, he, you know, he made his, like, career with uh, crowd warm-ups, mm-hmm. being a crowd warm-up. He was, like, the master of it. So, yeah. for p- people that don't know this, before a television shoots, a comic will go out for usually... What, about 10 to 15 minutes and they'll just kind of get the crowd ready they'll literally teach them how to laugh we talked about i did yeah. i did this one time yeah. for, for a show and uh he was the master of it and then during the show itself they'll stay in the crowd and kind of cue you and just during commercial breaks yeah. keep things fun it's keeping the crowd's energy up like i mean that was i, I that was a part of my gig on the on the ship it sure was just like let's get people excited exactly and he was so good at it and i found out i, I didn't know this because he did it before I started working for Ridiculousness, but the show I work on, Ridiculousness, he was the crowd guy for the first, like, five or six years. Yeah. And so my buddy who's been there from the beginning said he was just unbelievable at it. Yeah. And I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed I never got to actually see him do crowd work. I kind of would have liked, liked to have seen it. It's such a shame. It's, like, one of those things of, like, just, like, be, it's so stupid. And when this shit happens, I feel so cliche, but, like, whatever. I can't dog myself for yeah. that. Like, it is what it is. Like, I just feel like we need to be just another lesson and like 
be present and like be appreciative of like the people that you're with and like Mm -hmm. notice these people. And like, like we were saying, like now, because since he died, you know, the past week, like I've been listening to all the podcasts he was on and watching all of the things he's been on just kind of like, you know, reminiscing him, Mm -hmm. I guess. Right. And like, but also with that learning more about him and I'm so attracted to him. I'm just like, man, I would totally bone him. Oh, Oh, and you know he's got a big, hard day. Well, he was a big guy. He was like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he used to be a baseball player. God. Pretty hairy. He was a man-man. He's like a man. He's a man. He was a man. You should have banged him while he was alive. God damn it. Fuck. Could have saved his life. <laughs> no, that's, that's, you. You that's terrible. That's a terrible joke. But uh, no. anyway, it's he, a he was, he was amazing. Um, he So his he battled um, mental like illness and depression and shit for... His whole, and I can't speak for like for him or whatever. I'm not, I wasn't close enough to him, but he was open about it. He was very open about it. He talked about being on medication and being off medication. And like the, the creepy thing was, it was like a week, like two weeks before he committed suicide, he had um, a video on Periscope. Yeah, I watched, yeah, I've yeah. binged all of his stuff. Oh God, it's sad and to watch he's it. It's just cr- like, weird. well, I mean, he's just like taking a walk and he's just talking like he's talking to like a buddy, you know? And like, I guess he would do this a lot. I didn't. Just a walk and talk. A walk and talk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he talks about how he just got, he started taking his, his meds again, how he was off for six months and how like, anyway, he feels kind of weird and he's trying to get back to it and. It's just really, and that shit's so scary. Like the idea of like, you know, medication, that's a thing, like a suicidal thought. Well, that's like the classic joke, like how the side effects are like 20 times worse than the actual thing it's fixing. It's so sad. I was listening to this one podcast about him, uh, like just last night, actually, and um, just about people who like and for Brody he you know in his his mental he was like manic in a way mm-hmm. and like how he almost like thrived in his uh manic states mm-hmm. and how like there is something to people that are a bit manic like they almost like enjoy their manic episodes like not even consciously but like there there are like actual endorphins and it's like a rush it's like an adrenaline thing when like you're having a manic episode of sorts or like you know if you're bipolar you know this shit is is real oh it's and then also it's super the cl- real the classic thing of like you know he was afraid of like him being on a mood stabilizer that taking away his funny yeah and that's a very common thing for comics it's tricky and it's a tricky thing. Comics are tortured. It's like, yeah. So many of them are. It, I actually got emotional listening to this podcast uh, last I got night. emotional all this week listening to No, but to not even about, like, I was, like, emo- like, emotional about, I don't know, he's, this guy, Stephen Randolph, he's, he said something very specific about, um, about medication and how, you know, like, what I just said, how comics mm-hmm. will, afraid that they're funny will go away. Yeah. Um. And he just kind of talks, gets more into it and how he, he talks about how he's been taking uh, antidepressants and how he actually feels better. Like he was worried about that too, but it's helping him, you know, it's like, it really is helping him. His funny hasn't gone away, but I don't know, something just talking real about it. Like I like got emotional by myself in my car because it's like, I've had that thought so many fucking times about, about just about being on medication versus and, being not on yeah. it. You know, like I don't want to be blah. I don't want 
to be like. Well, you were you did Adderall for a while, and then you stopped it. Do you feel like you lost some of your funny, or do you? Oh, feel... but Adderall is a completely different. Yeah, beast. it's different than a mood. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, like a mood. Upper... That's it. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's like the opposite of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I. Sh- I nobody would have prescribed. So you're Adderall, talking just think. about antidepressant medication. Yeah, any yeah. sort of like mood stabilizer. I'm not talking about Adderall at all. I mean, okay, yeah. That. Okay, no, no. Well, I'm just. I was just saying it is a prescription thing. You do. I mean, it still affects the way. I'm not, I don't I mean I used to take Adderall like years ago, and when I got off it, I was like, I definitely felt different. It's not. I've never taken an antidepressant, so I don't know what that's like. But I totally. It I feel like, me. and I'm not a, no, by no means a fucking professional, but like just from experience, like Adderall just seems more like surface and quick and immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can. I I I would take an Adderall, and literally within 20 minutes, I would feel. The energy. Oh, it was, literally when I take it, I was like, and within 20 minutes, it would happen so fast. Fucking roadrunner. Like it would be like, I would wake up feeling foggy and like, uh, kind of like lethargic. I would pop an Adderall and I would feel myself yeah. pick up the pace. And yeah, like, speed is the perfect name for what that is. S- seriously. Exactly and then, but then is. on that same note, if you didn't take an Adderall, like if I would run out of it or whatever, mm-hmm. I would go into these like, I wouldn't want to get out of bed. That's what I mean, yeah. And I was, yeah, because all of your dopamine has been ripped away from you. So you have nothing left to produce by yourself. It's so much, but then once you get past that and you're off it, like you've been for a while now and me, uh, it's so much better. To create your own dopamine. so much better to not be taking uh, an amphetamine on a daily basis. Right, for sure. Um, I meant to tell you, I I never talked about this because we've been interviewing so many people. Um, so like I said, Brody did, uh, warm up for ridiculousness that I work on. And, uh, I, I never mentioned this to you. We had a guest on Mm -hmm. the other day. It was a couple weeks ago now Mm -hmm. who I've never seen an audience go more fucking crazy for a human anywhere ever than they did for this guest that was on the show. Our show? No, no, no! On ridiculousness. Oh, oh! The, I don't even I know. If, like I don't even know if I've really talked to you about this. So we okay. had some pretty good guests this season. I don't know if they've aired the episode yet, but I'm in charge of the talent now, so I get to all the guests. I like hang out with them and I show them like the stage and what's yeah, yeah. going on, and we go over the video clips and blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah. That's like my job. And so we had Kobe Bryant on. Yeah. Are you familiar with him? I mean, he's a basketball player. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. He plays for the LA Lakers. He did play for the LA Lakers. Played for them. The Who does he play for now? He's retired now. Retired? What is he like? Twelve? No, he's probably forty. Jesus he looked great Christ. though. So like, as soon as like, as soon as they pull up, I greet the guests. I show them to their room or whatever. Yeah. You could just like feel he's a fucking superstar. It's just got like, you're just, I don't know, I couldn't even explain, just shaking his hand. I was like, wow, this feels special. And so I took him up to... Um, was it just like his like stature? Like yeah, the way just, he presented himself? Uh, I mean, it's not yeah, like he's you're like, like glowing. He and fe- like, yeah, he's glowing. He's a fucking no, champion. No, I said it's not like he's, oh, he's glowing. Not, no, to me he was glowing. Like a champion. <laughs> yeah, but it's because you're like a fan of his. I'm not a like fan of his. I Your was, roommate's a diehard fan of his. Yeah, but if I was to meet Kobe Bryant, I, would I feel those superstar vibes? I think so. So listen to this. Maybe just because he's big. He's he's big. He is big. He's got, he just, I don't know. He just has the aura of a champion. Okay. I take him to the room. I've never seen anything like this. So the audience is getting ready yeah. to to be uh, led into the stage. Yeah. They're 
all wearing Lakers jerseys. Sure. So everyone knew that he was going to be the the guest. Okay. And so I'm in the green room. Kobe's like, yo, man, I got to use the restroom. And I'm like, right this way. So the the restroom's not private, though. So he's not, we're on the second floor. That's where the green room is. And the audience is on the bottom. Dude, the audience could see him going to pee. They fucking erupted. And while he was in the bathroom, they started chanting, MVP, MVP, during his entire pee. They just, it was like fucking Beatlemania. Just for him, they were chanting MVP. Do you know what MVP is? Yeah, most valuable player. Okay, very player. good. I'm well, you're looking at me weird. Fu- well, because I'm just like, I I'm, I don't know. I'm just having thoughts. Keep going. I've just never seen someone react to a person like this before. Yeah. So they're, they're chanting that, and I'm like, wow, like, is this what it's like always like? Because not only is he a big player, but in Los Angeles, he's like a superhero. Yeah. And so as soon as he got on stage, they literally gave him like a... a seven minute over I've just never seen people react to someone in this way before yeah and just like even before he got on stage like they were just they're chanting MVP again and it kind of just gave me goosebumps and you're looking at me like I'm crazy but I just thought this was fucking no, it is neat. cool it is neat it is cool I mean I think there are people that are like I mean it's because I don't I'm not that affected by Kobe Bryant so like mm-hmm. but maybe which is why I'm making this face and also like that people are so awestruck so I've never seen it yeah, I've never seen someone react, or a large group of people react to someone in the way that these people did. And like when they got he got on stage, it just kind of gave me goosebumps because he has such a fucking positive effect on such a large group of people. Like people were losing their minds. It was just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it is kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, I didn't. It's just I. You and I, you know, LA, you just see quote unquote famous people all the time, but it's like another, it was just another level. I've yeah. just never seen anything quite like it. I'm trying to think about who would be it. my Kobe Bryant to those people. There you go. Who would you? Who would be my Kobe to Barack those Obama. people? Yeah. But I almost feel like he's so warm that like he would make me feel cozy with his hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet an Obama hug would be very good. Oh, what a cozy hug. I, I just feel like he would make me feel so safe. You would have liked Kobe. I think you would have thought he was hot. Maybe. Would you bang Kobe? Are you familiar with his looks? Let's pull up Kobe. Pull up Kobe. I know my phone's recording right now. Pull up Kobe, Brian. Tell me if you would bang him, <laughs> which will lead us to our next uh, topic here. How are we doing on time? I, we have to, we oh, get that time, time. 17, 17, right. 30. We're getting there. Kobe B. Kobe B. Are you even present or are you just thinking wings? I'm thinking wings, sort of present. <laughs> sort of same. <laughs> All right. Oh, I know Kobe. He's, would you, would you bang? I mean, he's like an attractive fella, but I'm not like fucking losing my shit over him. No, I mean like, I, I mean, if Kobe was like, I mean, I don't know what swag he has. Also, that's another thing. All the swag. I've never seen someone with such a, Presence. I feel like this goes like it's like the confidence. Confidence fucking does yeah, wonders. Co- and he was so nice, everyone. I was really impressed like, because I thought he might be a dick. He was very nice. Well, so and someone who's been like so like um praised and all, has all this fame and you know the, like they they they've got to exude this crazy amount of confidence. That's what I mean. Which is obviously like even if it's an ugly dude, if he's fucking got swag, I'm like ready to bang. You know, Kobe Bryant's huge dick. Dude, there's no way he has a tiny dick. He's six foot six, six foot seven. I would almost be scared of the dick. You'd be scared of his dick? I think I'm scared of Kobe's dick. <laughs> Too much? <laughs> I mean, I think maybe. Look, <sighs> I've had a I've had a rough one once and it was it wasn't pleasant. 
What do you mean, a, like a sandpaper penis? <laughs> what, rough? What do you mean, rough? Wrong adjective. Wrong adjective. <laughs> um, like uh, just a big penis. It was just once. a big fat. Just giant dick ones. You had a giant dick once. <laughs> a giant dick. White ones. guy, black guy. White guy. You've never hooked up with a black guy, right? Never hooked up with a black what guy. What is up with that? I no, it's not anything other than it's just like the well, the opportunity really hasn't presented itself. I mean, it has presented itself. Like I feel like I feel like a fucking asshole and an idiot mm-hmm. for saying this, but black guys are black guys are into me. Yeah, <laughs> you need to jump on that. I gotta jump on it. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, tr- you gotta try that. I don't that. know. I don't know. I think it, like. I don't know. Just never really happened. But I, I kind of hooked up with a black guy once. But I just wasn't. What's a kind of hookup? Please well, define that. We started hooking up. We started making out. But then I was like, he was like a friend of mine. It was in college, and like it just kind of got weird. Like he went to the bathroom. Like we're making out, whatever. And then he goes to the bathroom to do something, and I was kind of on the fence of the whole thing to begin with. Mm-hmm. So listen to this move. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, I just put on my shirt. Put back my put my, back my shirt on. So your tits were out. T- I think yeah, tits were out. Tits out. Tits out. <laughs> tits out. He's in the bathroom doing something. It's obvious that like the next thing is about to happen, and I'm like in my brain going, I don't know if I'm really into it. I don't know if I'm really into it. Also, he like slobbered my face. Like I remember, Ugh. like I felt like my face had been suctioned or something. Yeah. So uh, I just left. I grabbed my things and I got in my car. While he was in the restroom, you just left? While he was in the bathroom. Pre-bathroom, your tits out. He goes to the bathroom, (laughs) shirt on, leave. That's like Irish goodbye to the next level. You're about to fuck a man. Yes. I Irish goodbye during a hookup? During a hookup. Who's done that? (laughs) Me. You Irish goodbye to sex sesh? I Irish goodbye to sex sesh. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. And then I just felt, I just, cause I, I was so, so, such a coward. Like, I just remember feeling like I don't know how to, like, like, tell, like, turn him down or something because I think I was flirtatious with him. And, like, but I knew that I didn't really want anything to happen, but I was, like, still flirtatious. Yeah. So I was giving off the total wrong vibes. Yeah. Anyway, fucking, I'm just like, oh shit, I have like two seconds to skedaddle. Did he I call you or text you? Calls me. Now I'm in the car. I just left like his driveway. Calls me and he's like, and I felt, I'm such an asshole. He was just like, yo, he's like, what? He's like, what happened? Like, I thought, like, everything okay? What happened? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I just like, wasn't feeling it and like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Like, I just like, was annoying. <sighs> and then, yeah. I've never heard of someone Irish. Yeah, goodbye. I'm like the worst. I, well, I'll I'm pretty up. awkward in general. Sure. Now put me in an awkward situation. Add some <laughs> slobber face. Add some slobber tits face. Tits out. Tits out. <laughs> an awkward situation in general. And it's like awkward to like it's the epitome of awkward. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So anyway, I if I, you know, if if a right if the right brother comes my well, way. I sent you a video. So last week yeah. I was at a. Um, oh yeah, this is the brother. Here we go. This, this is the brother. Is the brother. We, brother. Found, we knew the brother. I got the brother. We found the brother. This okay. is the brother. So okay. I sent. I'm at this show. I'm seeing this organ player named Corey Henry at Hotel Cafe, and I'm like right in the front. And this band, Corey Henry, look him up. He's like a fucking virtuoso, and his entire band is just virtuosos. And uh, the name of his drummer is. Um, I don't know if it's Teron Lockett. Smoking hot Teron Lockett. So this guy plays drums. Unbelievable. If you want to see him play drums, uh, Instagram, Smitty Balls. It's like two videos ago. I posted a video of him. And so the 
we, me and Megan have been talking about, because we were also at a show two days before this to see our friend John's band yeah, play. Yeah, we went to, yeah. And so we're watching all the bands, and Megan says to me, man, these drummers, what did you say? You said these a drummer knows how to fuck. Oh, drummers know how to fuck. Have you fucked a drummer? Yes. You fucked a drummer. I fucked a couple of drummers. A couple drummers. A couple drummers. <laughs> Have you ever fucked a bassist? No. Just a guitarist? I'm sure a guitarist. Prop maybe. But you fucked a couple drummers and drummers know how to fuck. Drummers know how to fuck and you just know what to watching them. They've got this rhythm and then they have like the drummer face, which is like the hottest part about the whole thing. Yeah. Because they they're like focusing on the beat. So they can't really like allow themselves to like you know what I mean? Go any other so they're they're sticking with that beat. So I feel like their eye their face is just like Yeah. And like So you like drummer face. And then they have like their yeah, drummer face. And then they're like moving their heads and then like the fucking drummer face. So wait, when the drummer was fucking so he's like fucking you in four four time, just like yeah, perfect he's fucking, rhythm. He's yeah, got like fucking me in rhythm. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. Totally. So anyway, there so there's something about a fucking drummer, dude. So I took this video of this drummer. And I just knew right. I'm like, this is the one for Megan, T- Taryn Lockett. So yeah, he's he's. A, it's hot in here. I'm like sweating. I'm sweating too. I think it's because we're th- talking about all this. Okay, I didn't know if it was because of drummers. No, or... we're heated. Okay. So Taryn Lockett is a, a black drummer. He's unbelievable. I take this video. And you I, send it to me I send, immediately. I send it to Megan, and uh, I go. This guy fucks. Oh, and he fucks. How good is the video? Like, what what, oh. what were you attracted to, especially with him? He well, he's got all these tattoos, and then he's like sweating, so his skin is like glistening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting like real serious. Look, also, there's something to a dude that isn't freshly out of the shower, like somebody that's like working hard, yeah, and like he's worked up a sweat. You know, yeah. he's got a little bit of that, like musk. He's you like got a that- musk. <laughs> I like a bit of a male musk. A male musk. Okay. So I send you this. And then you proceed. (laughs) Do you feel uncomfortable? No, no, no. You proceed to go on my Instagram. Oh. And you comment. He deaf fucks. He deaf fucks. Yeah. Which I think he saw the video. I think he liked your comment. (gasps) Oh, did he like my comment? (laughs) I think he might have. Oh, my God. So he ended up posting the video. He ended up posting the video on his own Instagram. Oh, my God. I and never- it got all kinds of likes, but maybe you could slide in there. Oh, my God. You need to bang a black drummer. I need to bang a black drummer. I need to bang a black drummer. <laughs> oh, that's a mantra. Oh, God. That's going on my vision board. Oh, so you're going to bang a black drummer? Yep. Okay. We'll work on that. 2019 black drummer. Done. Wonderful. Oh, God. Yeah, so so you really noticed something different with the drummer sex. Well, yeah, drummer sex. Yeah. Would you bang Questlove from The Roots? No. No. I mean, he seems like I feel like I'd be his best friend. I'm not attracted to him. You're not attracted to Questlove. Mm mm. Hmm. I mean, it depends. Again, it depends on his swag. Would you bang Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Okay. But he seems. Kind of a huggable guy too. Yeah, but it's like Questlove is like the, like a big teddy bear. Okay, you don't think he fucks? I think he probably fucks. Okay, I, but it's also different chem for different people. Some other chick is looking at Questlove, going, "Man, I could, I want to fuck that, ch- I want to fuck that day." Yeah, but like for like certain people, you know, it's just different people. But Taryn Lockett, you're. Oh yeah, he's got my chem, Perfect. or I've got it. He's got that chem. <laughs> Whatever, I want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. I uh, 
I moved into a new apartment officially. Great transition. Great, Great transition. Great transition. Great transition. <laughs> that was smooth, right? Yeah. Great transition. Well, no, because we went from <laughs> everything had segues, and that yeah. was just a straight. All right, next. <laughs> now we're moving forward. <laughs> moving along. Moving along. I'm. <laughs> I moved into a brand new apartment. Yeah, I, which is adorable. I don't have a roommate. Well, so let's give it a little. Let me give it a little. You setup. do it. You do it. Well, so Huggies is coming from living in like the heart of Hollywood, which right, is like like right in the butthole. which is like it's the Times Square of fucking Los Angeles. Yep. And he loves it. Well, you, I loved my apartment. You love your apartment, but you also. I mean, look. Anytime I shit on Hollywood. Anytime, even like the righteous times, like even when like I'm in traffic and it's like a shit show and I have all of the right in the world to be like, this fucking sucks. You'll be like, you'll kind of get a little annoyed. You'll go, oh, why do you like Hollywood? No, I stick up for Hollywood because it was my home for three years. You always have Hollywood's back. You always have Hollywood's always back. I always have Hollywood's back. I do. You always have Hollywood's back, even if, even if you should have my back in this scenario. Okay. Which is fine. I get it. But, uh, Excuse me. No, Hollywood is crazy. It's super touristy. It's anyone, anytime, like if you live in Los Angeles and you say I live in Hollywood, people's reactions always like, oh. Oh, yeah. And then I lived on Franklin and Highland. Which was just like anytime there's a concert, the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, like. It's chaos. Fucking chaos. So, uh, so, but you loved it. You had your spots. You went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I had my B-dubs. I got a dry rub. You got your dry rub. I get the lemon pepper dry rub boneless. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait Happy for Morrison's wings. What, how much time? <laughs> oh, my God. I honestly can't wait for Morrison's oh, okay, okay. wings. Okay. No, so, anyway. So, We're I moved. 28 minutes. We have at from, least, like, 17 more minutes. Okay, okay, okay. So in like 20 minutes, hugs, we can be on our way to get I'm wings. So Dude, we were so desiring these wings. We <laughs> legit thought about bringing the podcast equipment, setting up in the booth of Morrison's. And eating wings while doing the, yeah. <sighs> Next, we, we, should, we can get that a shot. We would just have to bring the stands because you got to get those oh, wing yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I get a dry rub too because <laughs> I don't get, you don't get the saucy fingers. So anyway, I went from uh, Hollywood and now I'm living... Pretty much on the southern border. It's like the opposite of what you just came from. Of Silver Lake. Now I actually live in like a neighborhood. So, but technically I'm in Filipino town. Sure. But it's right, right there. Like I can walk to all the Silver Lake stuff. And Silver Lake is the super hip, like they call it like the Williamsburg, Brooklyn of yeah. Los Angeles. It's very hipstery yeah. and coffee shops and yeah. bookstores. And, and Silver Lake's like the, the sister neighborhood to my neighborhood. Yeah, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, and Echo Park. And by the way, the drive here yeah, now, yeah, that go? oh, it's fantastic. Oh, is it? I'm just going, through, you just go right through Silver Lake. So before, yeah. it's nightmare Hollywood shit. Yeah. Oh, so you go through Sunset, you go oh, through you, like yeah, Hyperion. You see, you see the beautiful houses on the hills. Yeah. You get a really good shot of the Hollywood sign. Yeah. it was. It's a kick-ass drive. Yeah. I really loved it. This- so I'm living in... Filipino town, and let me tell you, I have the greatest landlords of all time. It is a, I believe they're about 72 or 73-year-old Filipino couple named Hermie and Ping. Uh, Hermie and Ping. Like, Hermie, Hermie and, and Ping. Well, Hermie, also adorable. Adorable what a name. name. Yeah. And Ping, also adorable. Ping is unbelievable. Ping, yesterday, knocks on my door. I go, yeah, what's up? She goes, I brought you these. I went to Costco. She brought me 24 eggs. She brought you 24 eggs? 24 eggs. eggs. (laughs) She just bought 24 eggs at Costco. The first day when I was signing the lease, she made me a pasta dish. 
Uh, She's unbelievable. Didn't she call you and ask you if you wanted to go to Costco? Yeah, she called. I'm like, oh, like, I can't. I yeah. can't. And she's or like, if you need like, anything. She goes, I'll get you something. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have to, no, yeah. you don't have to get me anything. She got me 24 eggs. Oh, God. that They're so cute. They are so, so he, she, She's always gardening. He's always painting the fence. So it's like their house, and he's always <laughs> painting the fence. He's always <laughs> painting the fence. Every t- I've lived there two or three days. He's always just gentle strokes, just painting that <laughs> oh, fence. God. Deep green. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're living, they're living the dream. They're the best. Well, so, okay. So, also, let's just put this right out there. You're the worst. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Good trip. <laughs> Good transition. Good transition. Good transition. Meaning, not the worst of it. Meaning, like, okay, so I went over Brian the first day. Brian moves into his place, and like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna check out this place. If it weren't for me, you would be. I don't even know what your apartment would look like at this point. Like, you did a great job. I needed the female touch. You needed the female touch. Yeah, I felt like we were in a relationship. I mean that's the whole We don't bang thing We are without being in one We're like essentially In a relationship yeah. Like I get there I'm like cleaning I'm like cleaning your place Your cabinets don't open <laughs> Because they put the knobs On the wrong side Yeah So you can't open The silverware drawer Unless you open the oven So you do all the cleaning And helping without any of the D Yeah Literally I did all of the stuff <laughs> With like none of the Fucking payback Which I, I'm not asking for it I didn't want the payback but if I hook you up with a Tehran locket, though, it'll be worth it. Yeah, totally. With the black anyway, it's a cute little spot. I'm like excited for you. And so it's a studio. So it is yeah. small. Yeah. But I think it's perfect now that I. So I actually got the, the bed to work now. And uh, it looks it looks nice. Does it? I bought a 49 inch television from Target for three hundred fifteen dollars. Four K four K. I was gonna get one for two hundred. The guy said ten eighty. It's it's going out of style. You got to get the four K. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. But he sold me on it. Great. And then Hermie <laughs> goes, "Oh, look at this TV." He goes, "You gonna get cable?" And I'm like, "No, I just have Hulu and Netflix." He's like, "I need to do that." He's he told me he's spending two hundred fifty dollars a month, but Ping has to have her Filipino movie channel, uh, and it's only on Directv or whatever. So they got to figure that out. There, I mean, I just I can't wait to meet them. They love me. I am a hit with the Filipinos. <laughs> you are. It is so good that I am in historic Filipino town, oh, dude. Man. I think that's why Ping got me the eggs because I was cracking her up. She loves. She's you. laughing at my jokes. <laughs> okay, what about your neighbor? Because you have a na- there's a neighbor. Oh, I have a, a neighbor soccer um, player. Yeah, he's a Brazilian soccer player named Eric. Is he attractive? He is attractive. I, I only say this because the girl I was talking to, so Hermie and Ping's daughter, she was the one I've been texting with when I okay. like, initially showed the place. Mm-hmm. And she was just making a joke how her sister really hopes that Eric gets the place because he's so cute. So this is according to, to Ping's, her. Ping's daughter. Ping's daughter thinks he's hot. So I, have you met him? Met him for like two seconds, shook his hand. Uh, but yeah, he's right next to me. Brazilian soccer player. Ooh, maybe I could hook you up with that. Have you hooked up with a Brazilian? I have. Really? I've banged a Brazilian. How is a Brazilian compared to the drummer? Uh, you know, Brazilians are good because here's why. They, <laughs> they, uh, I'll tell you, they, they get down and dirty, man. There's no holding back for them. Did he chow on the B? Chow on, chow on. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Portuguese. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! So I can try to hook you up with him. Um, <laughs> I love how this whole podcast has been about like how who we're gonna try to hook. I him know up. this is just a ridiculous one, but that's okay because it's, it's happy hour is gonna. Well, how long? Uh, Fifteen <laughs> minutes. So yeah. <laughs> I uh, I um love where I live now. So I went from living in a place 
And it really freaked me out. Actually, after I went to that concert where I took the video of the drummer, mm-hmm. I could walk to my apartment from there. And dude, walking on Hollywood Boulevard at yeah. two in the morning is the fucking craziest nightmare. Yeah. It's all so like during the day, Hollywood Boulevard, is just all tourists and like Asian people with selfie sticks, mm-hmm. taking selfies with the, you know, Godzilla Stay. star. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that sounds almost like racist, but that truly ha- I've yeah, seen it happen a million times. Yeah. Um, so it's very it's all tourists. But then at night, it's all the clubs. Yeah. It's all the clubs. And it's all the crackheads. And it's 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 the clubs, it's the crackheads. It's it's a nightmare. And people are just wasted. I was walking home and some white guy's drunk behind me and he's just yelling out the N-word. Oh god. Yeah, I'm like, no, you no, can't you can't do that. But he wasn't he wasn't calling people it. He was like reciting I don't know, like movie lines or something, but really hard Ring it, really. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Whew, it's chaotic. So I went from that, and now I live in this like tiny neighborhood. Yeah. Dude, I was walking to the Seven Eleven, which is right next to my laundromat, at uh, about twelve thirty at night last night. There was no people. Yeah, like I was just like, wow, but this also, is totally different. It's totally different, but also kind of sc- more scary. Like I find, like if I'm walking alone at night, I'd rather obviously be where there's more people, even if they're crackheads on Hollywood. Really, than, like alone in a neighborhood. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like if you're walking alone in a neighborhood, like anything can happen. It's different for a guy. It is different. There's a huge difference between guys yeah. and girls. Nobody's going to f- try to really fuck with you. Like, really. I mean, yeah. like, unless like you like. I think I see it's it is different for a guy and girl. So for me, I am more likely to get fucked with on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. With just the drunk testosterone. Sure. You'll probably get catcalled and shit. But yeah, in the dark neighborhood, who knows? You might get kidnapped. Yeah. Or something worse. When I was younger, I want, like, I used to, like, pray to be kidnapped. What? Okay, sorry. I just took a... Pray (laughs) to be kidnapped, Megan? Why? Well, not pray to be kidnapped. Like, it was, I just remember thinking that it would make a really great story. And I remember thinking, like, I wanted to be on, like, the news. And, like, if I got kidnapped, like, I wanted to get kidnapped, but then, like, returned. Like, I wanted to, like, make it back safely, you Mm -hmm. know. But I wanted to, like, be... I wanted to have some kind of big tragedy in my life that I could talk about. Oh, that's almost, so you were, so that kind of explains almost, who's the fucking dipshit from Empire that said that he was attacked, the gay black dude? Oh, yeah. So that's, so you had like visions of that. What the, what the hell is his name? Oh, yeah, Josie or something. Jesse. Jesse. No, it's not Jesse, it's Jesse, whatever. <laughs> Jesse, whatever. Jesse, whatever the fuck his name is, but like. Come on, that dude can fucking, whatever. Anyway, but I, not that I wanted to like. I just remember, like, I, as a kid, you know, like, I was, like, just remember thinking, like, that I wanted to be on the fucking five o'clock news. Really? And I feel like when you're kids, like, kidnappings are, like, a big thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, because that's what your parents, like, I don't know, I guess it's different again for girls and guys, but, like, my parents were always like, you don't want to get kidnapped. Like, it was, like, always, like, leaving the house was, like, the body system, who you go, like, who's going with you? You don't want to walk alone. You co- you're going to get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And, like... I was always just like, I remember like walking in my neighborhood being like, if somebody just like snatched me up, but then like I got home safely like tomorrow. Like I like worried people for like 24 hours. You would really think this. Oh yeah. I really think. like, somebody offer me candy. Yeah. I'll go in your car. I'll Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would like walk around like being like, okay, maybe this van is going to come get me. 
Wow. I know. That's kind of psychotic. Yeah, that's super psychotic. Very, very <laughs> on brand. <laughs> you wanting to be kidnapped as a child is very on brand but for all, you. But for the story, only for the story. Yeah. Well, it's and almost like, well, have you ever had like, um, like, uh, like, uh, have you ever thought about what it would be like when you die, how people react? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to Brody too, like yeah. the outpouring of love. I'm like, man, I wonder if he would have still done this had he known how deep of an impact he actually had on people. And he used yeah. to make jokes how he's never trended on Twitter. And he actually trended on Twitter for two days and everyone just said how much he would have actually I loved love that. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I've thought, I've thought about, about that. that. You've thought about? Yeah, of course I've thought about that. <sighs> yeah, I've thought about that. So what we need is yeah. maybe maybe a good coma. Yeah, a good coma. Yeah, just a good coma. But then I come back totally fine and maybe even smarter. Totally and fine. Like, and yeah. But you can still see the Twitter and how much people love you. They thought you were well, dead, but it was I a coma. Can, well, if I come back from it, then like I can see it afterwards. That's, people think I'm dead. That's the perfect situation. We both need a good coma. I need a good coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much time? Oh God, I just, I honestly can't stop thinking about these fucking ways. I know. Is it bad that we keep mentioning this? Yeah, I know. It's like, they must think that we don't care about no, but the thing is, we have to do this. We're on a good run. We have to get one out every week. We we have guests lined up. Yeah, we had a great... We haven't missed every Monday. We've been doing we're, great. We're That's because tra- there's no more football, so we can record them on Sundays. Jesus Christ. It's true. It is true. On your terms. Everything on your terms. Your right. terms hugs. That's right. It's my, it's, that's my recorder. <laughs> bought with my own money. So if it's football Sunday... It's football Sunday. Wow, that's truth coming out right Ooh, now. Oh shit, truth bomb. Truth bomb. That's what you think about every time I give you shit. You want to say to me, listen, bitch, I bought the gear. I knew there was something you were holding oh, over no. me. I knew there was no. something you were listen, holding over me. I can feel it. We've been doing so good. I Megan, can feel you it. and I have not been fighting at all. All right, so for a period, you and I, like, we're fighting a lot. Yeah. And we have, knock on wood, not been, fi- we have been getting along yeah. so fucking well. Yeah. I'm sitting. We're talking the other night. Oh, oh my god! god. Oh, You're yeah. bringing this oh up? god! I'm bringing it up. So, <laughs> okay. I'm, so we're talking. We're talking guests. We're talking. About, we're, we got visions. We're talking about the future. We're very enthusiastically getting along we're and getting, talking about our future together. Yeah. Uh, fast forward to <laughs> ten minutes later. I can't believe you're bringing this up. Ten minutes later, I get a fucking paragraph from Megan <sighs> with some old shit that she was holding on to about. I mean, we don't even have to bring Let's it up. Let's not get into we it. We don't have to get into it. But yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I fucking rapid fire texted a huge, huge book. Book paragraphs. I almost feel like, I wonder if, like, the, like with this whole Bro- Brody Steven shit. You like, were I, listening to Brody. Well, the, I, I the, also wonder if, like, what if I was having, like, a manic episode? What if these things are, like, me being manic and oh, being, yeah, like. Oh, well, I'm sure. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, okay, so here's what happened. I'm just going to explain myself. We're not going to, without giving away the full details. Do you want me to read it? No. Okay, okay. No, that's too invasive. It's too invasive. <laughs> too invasive, okay. <laughs> so basically, like, a year ago or something. Yes. You and I got into this huge fight. Um, Pretty intense. Got into really the most intense argument that we've had because like personal things were said that were hurtful. So like, mm-hmm. and this happened to be in a time that, like generally our fights centered around like bullshit podcast work mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like I think you should edit this. I think you talk too much. I think that yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not bullshit, but it's like more surface stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. But so like, um. I think we had just been fighting so much and, and so we were just both anticipating each other and like just we were just not having good vibes during mm-hmm. this time. 
Anyway, since then, again, this was like a year ago. Brian and I have like made up. We went through a phase where we didn't talk for a minute. We like yeah, took wow. some space. We did take some space. And then we picked back up and we kind of with we kind of never really talked about that fight. Like mm-hmm. you apologized. You were yes. like, I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. And then we just kind of moved forward. So like I never really expressed how that made me feel in the moment to you and not that I even need to not everyone needs to know all of my feelings um but like I think deep down I had still that in me you know I obviously did (laughs) well because so then I'm listening to (coughs) excuse me this Brody Stevens podcast it's late one night I'm in the shower I think I was probably a little stoned oh yeah I had like a I think I had a couple glasses of wine (laughs) So I was. <laughs> I felt like this wasn't a total sober moment with you texting this yeah. this paragraph upon paragraph of <laughs> shit that I had no idea you were still harping holding on to. But well, um, the funny thing is, I wasn't harping on. Like I haven't been. I haven't been actively thinking about it. I haven't actively thought about it in months. So it was kind of compartmentalized. It was inside com- of you. It was compartmentalized in it somewhere in me. And then listening to this podcast where it was. About Bert, this is right when Brody Stevens committed suicide, and everyone was talking about how sad it is, mental health, and all this stuff. And you know, Brian's a huge comic. You're a huge uh, fan of comedy, yes. and and we, you and I, talk about like mental health a lot. Yep. Uh, we've talked about people committing suicide, whatever. And um, so just I guess like listening to the Brody thing, and then Brian was like posting like R.I.P. Brody Stevens, and like. Mm-hmm. Which rightly so, everyone should mourn how they do on their own terms, whatever, and it should be nobody else's fucking business. Right. How dare I even have any feelings regarding how you're going to mourn about somebody? Mm-hmm. That's fucked up of me. But for some reason, watching Brian's kind of like Brian a little bit emoting about Brody, and then listening to Brody's like re-release podcast that he was on, him talking about his mental illness and like his like battle with depression. It just like came out. It opened up that treasure it, chest that was hiding inside it literally, of you. Something exploded in me and my brain thought was like, wow, I was in a really shitty place at that time. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a really dark place personally in my life and we got into an argument and you spouted some really shitty things to me mm-hmm. and, and, inst- and you knew I was in a shitty place, in a dark place. So like my brain just, it just we were it just, also fighting like it was intense it was insane and, it was and intense. we both had played our parts and this yeah and i feel I'm, terrible and i'm still really 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 no, really really apologetic i know and i but it worked out because you opening this th- so like i'm like i'm going to bed because this, this yeah. ended up being at like 1 30 in the morning we ended up talking about it because I, I was also just kind of shocked because things have been so good like yeah. the thing is like we went through our fights but we learned and we grew from that i, yeah. I truly believe that yeah. and i feel like we're in a better place as friends and creative and yeah. everything as we've ever been and I'm really I'm truly grateful for it yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for you yeah and um but then we ended the next I'm like we gotta just like sleep the way, this one off the way I went about it in that moment the way I ex- those feelings came to surface and then me exploding to you at yeah. like 2 a.m. was not the right way to go about it <laughs> but it eventually did it worked out well it worked out because we had a great conversation the next day and we convers- did discuss the stuff and we discussed the stuff because and I feel like I never like was able to verbalize that to you so is there a lesson that can be learned for, for people. Like, what do we want to tell people? Like, if you have I things think, you're holding on to, just be honest and well, talk think, about it. I think that, but like for me, like the issue that it was, like for me, my whole argument that, which is why I even brought it up, was like, 
I think for me, the lesson is just trying to be compassionate towards yes. other people. Like, because in my brain, when I was going through that really dark period mm-hmm. and you were being hard on me, rightly yes. so, you're my friend, you have all the right in the world to be hard on me, but like have compassion for what the other person is going through. So okay. when I'm saying hugs, I'm in a shit place right now and I don't feel that, like instead of, you know what I mean? Like, no, I know what that, you're saying. And that was my compassion. argument. Compassion. No, that's a- compassion. And that was my argument because in my brain I was like, oh, he can be so compassionate for these comics that battle with mental illness. Yet one of his best friends, when she was going through something, meaning me, he was, you were really hard on me and on top of it, mean to me. So like, that's why I got so upset. Okay. Oh my God, we just did this Look on at here. That. But it feels good. It and, feels good. And we like, we, and we've overcome it and I'm no fucking professor of any of this shit and I'm not a professor, you know what I mean? So like, I can only talk about my experiences and how I've been affected by things. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about that. I'm sorry that I fucking no. blew up your phone it's at a, 2 I'm sorry that I just brought it up on the podcast. I know. Don't you regret that choice? That was a good transition. <laughs> was it? Was a sick trans- no, do you, wait, do you regret that I just brought that up? No, I think it's I, good to talk about it. I feel stuff. I'm open about it. I'm fine with it. Cool. We're good now, you know? High five. I think it's good. And I think that like, you know, yeah, it's good. We're good. Just have compassion. But there was literally, like, I don't even know if people realize, like, there was a period where I didn't know if we were going to keep, do- like, about a year ago, I was like, I don't know if we're going to keep doing Yeah, things are bad for a minute. podcast. Yeah, and it was, it's hard because... So and we've never really talked about any of this before. Yeah, well, and it's tough because, like, all of that stuff was kind of happening. Like, all of the stuff where it's like, r- we should righteously be arguing, you know, mm-hmm. you had points, I had points that were both valid, you yeah. know, concerning, like, work and creative shit but like all the while I was going through a really shitty personal thing in my life Mm -hmm. and so I think that like that just affected everything much more no I get and I I don't think at the time I realized how much that was affecting totally and so I think that that's and I and I and I totally understand that I'm not holding that against you and you I mean you I hope you know that like I wasn't harboring this shit at all. No, 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 no. It was something that you had. We had moved on, but it was still sort of there, but you weren't like thinking about it every day. I hadn't but thought about it. It was a perfect storm of everything happening that opened that box again, and that's what led to this. 100%. And that, that's okay. Yeah. I uh, I feel good, man. I'm, I feel like our friendship really is better than it's ever been. Yeah, I feel uh, good, too. I'm very grateful for you. I'm very grateful Isn't for this you. Isn't that sweet? It is sweet. And I'm excited about the future of the podcast. I'm so excited about, we have really good guests coming up. It was fun to just do an episode today. Do you see I'm transitioning to the chicken wings now? You're uh, transitioning <laughs> to chicken wings. No, oh, it's we're good. So good. We're good. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wait, do you feel weird that I, that the whole, we got into the whole argument thing? No, not at all. I think it's good. I think, I think I mean, it's good. It's real life shit. And it's like more just like, I don't know, being compassionate and keeping your eyes open for shit. Yeah. Like, with the whole, again, with the whole Brody thing, like, all of his best friends now are like, fuck, man, I wish he would have just talked. Well, he did on Paris. He, I, I, he, I, I, yeah. I listened to Bill Burr's podcast on it, and he said, like, so, I mean, the thing almost is, like he, for some people, it's like, they're gonna, I don't know, like, it was I, his, he I, was checking out. I, I, he I was checking know. out. I think he got, like, you know, sick and tired. And, and it is weird, though, suicide with someone like him, it's a different beast, because he was single, he didn't have a family, so it's, because you know how people always bring up the selfish yeah, argument? I hate that argument. No, I hate that argument as well. Yeah. But there, there is almost something a little bit different to it when you don't have yeah. a family. I'm not saying it's, obviously, suicide's fucking awful. Yeah. But it... it it has a different impact 
on I the think world it's just, it's when a you're not leaving behind children and stuff. And I'm not saying that someone that has committed suicide that has children, they're selfish or whatever. It's just, it's just it just is different. It just it literally is different. is different. Yeah, it is different. And it has a different impact. It just I can't. I mean, I'm. Rep- I don't want to repeat myself. If we're gonna go get those wings right now, but I just like I can't get over the idea of fuck, man. Like, had he just he made the wrong choice in a moment because he was often on his meds and yeah. he was manic and like I doubt he was like planning it no, I he, think no. it just happened I mean I just I can't help but relate to it in the ways of like in my life where I thought shit can't get worse yeah I've been like this is rock bottom shit can't get worse everything is too overwhelming I just want it to end okay I've had those thoughts mm-hmm. now not like I wanted to end like actually thinking about suicide, but like I just needed to stop, right? You just want all the shit. I just to end. want it to end, yeah. right? And being at that place where feeling so dark and alone and whatever, and then I take a nap, or or <laughs> or, 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 or or you get a wing, or or I get a wing, or or you know I go I go to bed instead of <laughs> instead of dwelling on it, yeah. I, I just say time to go to bed and I go to sleep and then I wake up in the morning and I almost like like am. Embarrassed with myself, mm-hmm. like why, did, dude? Come I'll on, I'll go for a run. For you me, were fine. For me, a run really yeah. helps my brain. Yeah. So be compassionate. Tell and your friends you love them. Be the, you know, and it's not like everyone can be saved, but just do the best job you can at. And if you're in being a dark, kind and sweet and loving, I mean, shit. And if you're in a shitty fucking K hole and you're like, this is it. Talk. Or, or take a nap. Or just wait. Or just wait a minute. Just wait. Take just a wait beat. a minute. Take a beat. Take a beat. Like take a beat. Or, li- or literally call someone in that moment. Yeah. Like in that moment, because and you're in probably it's hard to say because in that moment you're like nobody cares about me. I'm so alone. I'm so annoying. Like nobody wants to hear about me, bitch, again or me cry or complain mm-hmm. again. You know. Ask like, any one of Brody's friends. They all would tell you absolutely. They wish he would have. One hundred percent. They would not think any of those. Ugh. Oh, life. Yeah. I right, we need chicken wings. I need chicken wings. Um, nice little catch up. Yeah, it was good. This is a good. It was nice to just have you and I talk. Um, follow us on Instagram. We dot don't dot bang. You can ask us questions, whatever you want. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you don't, because then as soon as we make them, it pops right up. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Your personal Instagram is Megan Blanchett. Yeah. Minus Smitty Balls. Mm-hmm. And well, mine is Megan underscore Blanchett. Megan underscore Blanchett. Yeah, I okay. got to get that underscore. Mine is just straight up Smitty Balls. Smitty so. Balls. Check it out. And um, All right, guys. We love you. We love you. I love you, Megan. And uh, I let's love go. you, Hugs. All right. Let's Seriously, go Seriously, that thing that... that oh, yeah. No, no, no. We've, hey, life, we're gone. life's crazy, and uh, we're, we're doing the best we can. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Okay. Love you. Say it back. I just said it, Megan. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got... Okay. <laughs>